You're listening to Rookie Pirate Radio, the official anime and manga podcast for InBetweenDrafts.com. I'm John Negroni. And I'm Travis Hymas. And today we're doing a manga recap of One Piece Chapter 1101, titled To Bonnie. And Travis, that reminds me of how you like to send me letters that say To Johnny. And, And I sent them how? Through electronic mail? Through electronic mail! Hmm. That wonderful thing I just introduced you to. Yes, yes. Uh, but before some secrets of telecommunication, as usual, we're going to be discussing spoilers for the One Piece manga up until this chapter. So if you've not yet checked out 101, be sure to do so now for free on the Biz website or the Shonen Jump app, linked in the show notes as always. And remember, all new One Piece chapters become available to read for free up to three weeks after their official release or whenever you want if you're subscribed to Shonen Jump, which we are and do recommend. This is going to be tough, Travis, just saying... These like manga chapters for a while, we're going to have to say 1,100 and 1,105, 1,000. It's good. More syllables have been introduced in the One Piece saga. I mean, I guess you could do like, like 11. It's still, I mean, it doesn't work. 1101, maybe it's something we'll, we'll figure it out. It's, it's in the works, but uh, yeah, Travis, you were, you were saying earlier that, you know, this was off the air. You were like, "Hey, John, I'm I'm so upset. Like, I wish we had fans. We had people who listen to the show. But I mean, even if we did, there's it's not like we could find them and be able to communicate with them whenever we want. So uh, I'm just bringing that up to let the li- you know if there yeah. if we do have listeners, you know that we wish we could hear you. We wish we could talk if, to you. <laughs> if we have listeners, but your confidence is astounding. Uh, but if uh, such such a person existed, it's possible, uh, and, and 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 they wanted to, if they really really felt like it and wanted to brighten our day uh, by sharing their own One Piece theories in our spoiler safe uh, channel for One Piece spoilers, uh, they could, I guess, if they felt like it, maybe join our Discord. Our dis what? Our Discord. But wait, I thought Discord was only used by jocks. That I've never heard that. That no, uh, I I thought it was just like a different word for Slack, and it turns out that it's not. Yeah, I think I think somebody described it to me once as Discord is for people who want to use Slack, but also only play video games. That's basically what it is now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't, um, can't be around the bush. It would but, be cool. It, you, you're right, Trap. It would be cool if we had an in-between drafts Discord with all the latest in-between drafts content from the world of in-between drafts. And of course, that would include, theoretically, film, books, TV, comics, anime, manga, the Cinemaholics podcast, Mad Men Men, Rookie Pirate Radio. There's everything anybody could possibly want from the, the staff, crew, writers, pen pals, and such from in-between drafts. But I don't know. Have I? Do you want to start that up? Do you want to create um, it? I don't know. I mean, I'll be. Uh, it, it sounds like a really cool thing that would take a lot of work. And uh, hang on, hang on, just a second. Mm-hmm. What was that? What was it? you're just pressing a button? Was, was oh oh oh? Uh, I've been passed a. I've been passed a, a a sheet of paper uh, by our secret podcast producer, rookie D Pirate, uh, and. And uh, once you uh, get past all the expletives, it says here, um, 
for the last time, everybody knows about the Discord. It's in the show notes. Please just tell them to check the show notes for the Discord. Pretending like you guys don't know what technology is isn't that funny of a bit. Hmm. I, I can't make heads or tails of this. <laughs> I think Ricky D Pirate's only point, if I had to inspect the meaning behind their words, is that we, we need to be more creative and original. We need to come up with more creative and original ways to get across how great the Discord is because Oda is so creative and original. Why can't we be that? So thank you, Rookie D Pirate. You're you're king of the Rookie D Pirate. The 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 number one, the, uh, a bounty of three billion. Um, we should also say the email, right? It's a uh, rookie something at Yahoo dot uh hotmail pirates right uh, it's 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 uh it, this is remember i said i that's where i send you the the letters uh they say to johnny and that's at rookie pirate radio at gmail.com oh yes th- that's right rookie pirate radio at gmail.com i see you just sent me one this just looks like your social security number uh, so I'm, I'm gonna delete that and and uh, and credit cards. Don't forget that. <laughs> I, I might want to, <laughs> for your sake. Uh, let's talk about One Piece 1101. Fine, I'll say it. One Piece chapter 1101. How about that? Uh, uh, they they can tell us later what they prefer. <laughs> it, <laughs> I don't think you cut. I don't think you save syllables. Like I thought maybe if you did, but I don't think you save many syllables there. One one zero one eleven hundred. Yeah, eleven oh one. Eleven oh one's fast. We could try it. And then it could be like 1113, 11, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, main yeah, beats. We'll get there. <laughs> Let's sum this thing up. Uh, did have time to do the main beats this week. Thank goodness. Uh, okay, so first up, we have a color spread this week. How fun. It's a little bit of an Egghead Island arc preview for the anime because we get a, a nice full glance at Vegapunk and the satellites and the Vega Force 1 in Technicolor, which is super fun. And Travis, I was going to ask you. Were any of these the color schemes that you envisioned for these characters, or was it like completely different for every single one? Because I think for me, like Vegapunk kind of, because it's not that, you know, he looks like Einstein. But I guess like York is like the closest for me. Like I, I kind of always pictured her with blonde hair. I, I think I think Lilith is the most um, distinctive. I'm trying to remember Lilith the for anime. Sure. I did the not anime see... preview. Mm-hmm. I think uses a different color scheme too. Or um, I, 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 I did might see that wrong. briefly, but I forgot. Yeah, I'm trying to remind myself because I watched it. Uh, very exciting preview, by the way. It looks very promising. It looks like the quality is going to continue past Wano. But um, yeah, yes. I cannot for the life of me. And just like I swear, I'm pulling it's it up close. right now. Fact, it does. It, it looks does close. It looks more strawberry blonde in the anime preview. And this, it still is a little strawberry blonde, but it edges a little bit closer to Nami. And so I would trust yeah, the anime more. Yeah. I trust the anime yeah, The more. anime, so uh, like her jumpsuit looks a lot lighter in the anime preview. Hair, yes. hair does look, the hair does look about the same, but, but that's okay too. I mean, that uh, it's, it's clear that there's, there's still some similarities. They're working off of Oda's notes. Um, same with Atlas. I did, I, I kind of, I don't know what, I don't know why. It was probably because um, Film Red was on my brain. Like, yeah, Atlas had more of a darker shading to her. So I thought it was like kind of white and that's what I black, maybe, but more reddish. Red was absolutely what was in my head, like white and red. Like I just, I had Uta on the brain, I guess. Yeah, yes. But now that I think about it, that that wouldn't make sense. Why would Oda reuse uh, a design like that? 
Edison being green, totally different from what I thought. Vega Force One being kind of blue and red, that, that's not too far off. I was thinking he was kind of like a dark blue, maybe grayish blue. Shaka looks pretty similar to I think with how a lot of people. I thought he was going to be kind of more um, like black and maybe I, I didn't even think about it that much. I was thinking like maybe black and orange or something. This is like black and yellowish, um, which is, you know, but his yeah, helmet the, is the, the cool Vega part. Force, it's more steel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's way more mechanical. Um, of course, the Vega Force also looks like it's borrowing a lot from Frankie's color scheme, which just feels cruel at this point. It does, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I'd have if the to Vega go back. Force is dead now. Does that mean your Frankie yes. dies theory comes true? Technically, it came. It came true in its own way. I do wonder if uh, I'd have to like look back and like when Frankie was in Vegapunk's hometown, if like he built or like fashion cyborg or General Frankie after the vega force one blueprints or something like that that maybe vega punk had at some point i don't know because they do look super similar i never noticed before it would make sense it would fit yeah i mean i it didn't really it didn't really click until i saw the colors now now i'm now i can't unsee it all right so anyway the chapter chapter kicks off in earnest right where we left off last week actually with kuma visiting luffy's home island specifically mount corvo in the goa kingdom in the east blue so this is three years ago when Luffy was training with his gum gum powers out in the woods, it's about a year before he sets out to see the beginning of the series, which is really interesting because I know there has been some wiggle room. There's been fluffiness. It's been a little flexible rubber in terms of Luffy's exact age. And I think this kind of solidifies everything the way that I think people have said. So it's like he's 17 ish when he sets out to see at this point in the story, he's about 19 or 20. And I think that tracks so just putting it out there because I know there have been some people who have found that a little bit squishy. But anyway, um, Kuma observes Luffy using his gum gum axe move. So this is the same one he used against Arlong, uh, in fact. And this causes Kuma to reflect on a conversation he once had with Dragon um, about how he seemed extremely familiar with this like remote village at the end of this particular country nation. And he's been watching this particular young lad and then dragon cuts him off and is like, all right, if you keep talking about this, like this is going to get me killed. Uh, dragon says that like children are a vulnerability for any parent, which has got to hit home for Kuma. And Kuma says he'll forget everything he saw, except, you know, he obviously doesn't. Uh, and so back at the mountain, Luffy remarks on training. Uh, he almost catches a glimpse of Kuma, who vanishes just in time. Uh, you can kind of feel like Luffy does have a little bit of that. He says he has a shiver. You know, he has that battle awareness already. Uh, we see a couple of quick panels of Kuma acting just as a warlord. He's saving ships from pirates. Uh, and in the meantime, he's sending letters to Bonnie about his travels and the wonderful things he's seeing. We go to Sorbet Kingdom, though. And Bonnie is waiting for these letters to arrive, and, but they haven't been coming. And we also see Alpha, the CP8 agent who looks a lot like Khalifa, tossing letters into the garbage without Bonnie knowing about it. Uh, Bonnie continues to train her powers, though. Um, she's keeping them a secret from Alpha. And Connie even explains, I think it's to Gyo-Gyo, I forget their names, but uh, she's, Connie's saying, like, oh, yeah, just in case like we need to, like, you know, a hawk hides their talons or whatever. Uh, so they're keeping it a secret from Alpha. Uh, that Bonnie has the age age fruit. Uh, we then cut to Egghead Island, where Vegapunk is developing the island clouds that we're going to see later. Uh, that will make the laboratory and his brain float. Uh, he talks about the holograms that you know, mostly being the island, and that you know this was his original plan for Punk Hazard. Uh, we see Stussy is here uh, as well as Kuma, and we see that this is when Vegapunk got his apple head thing that lightens his head, uh, his brain. 
Uh, Stussy comments on how Kuma, you know, losing his free will. She's comparing it to like, oh, you know, what's better, like a clone having their own will or, you know, having a will. And Vegapunk is like, no, you know, you're a human. Vegapunk then explains to Kuma that losing his will means he's going to lose his memories and human emotions gained up until this point. And I think that is so crucial, Travis, but we're going to get to that. Uh, he also says he's going to make certain that Kuma maintains a bare minimum of conscious thought right up to the end, which should give him another year. Kuma writes a letter to Bonnie for her ninth birthday, and we see her celebrating at Sorbet with everyone along with a big old pizza. She loves her big pizzas. Uh, but Bonnie really wishes she got a letter from Kuma. Uh, half a year passes, half a year passes, and we see that Kuma's still been helping the revolutionaries out in secret. Uh, and Dragon even says in front of Sabo that he's sure Kuma has his reasons for what he's doing, ones that he can't tell them. We then go back to Sorbet, and Bonnie has finally been cured. Her stones have even disappeared. She wants to go outside, but Alpha argues that she cannot until she's 10. And Bonnie calls her a liar, because Vegapunk said she would be better by now. It's been a year. We cut to Connie explaining to Bonnie and the others that she found out that Alpha is a secret agent of the government. She's been hiding Kuma's letters, most likely. And so Connie comes up with a plan for Bonnie, Gyogo, Tots, Potato, and them to set out to sea to find Kuma. This is the formation of the Bonnie Pirates, basically. Uh, are they the Gluttony Pirates? Bonnie, I forget. Uh, Bonnie uses her power to disguise herself as Connie. Uh, so fun little, you know, Easter egg for when that's going to happen later. Uh, she, she uses that disguise often. Uh, but she disguises herself as Connie to finally go outside for the first time, uh, I guess in a long time, and escape from Alpha. Uh, she gets on their ship, now decorated like a pizza. Alpha races after them, though, using flight walk and tries to stop them. But Bonnie remembers what Kuma told her about Nika's ability to use his body like rubber and fight however he fancied. So she uses distorted future to make herself like Nika and punch out Alpha with a move that looks just like Gear 3rd. This gives her a chance to set sail as the narrator remarks on Bonnie searching for her father and gaining infamy as a supernova like Luffy. Travis, first thing I want to say about this. I want your reaction. This is one of the best chapters in a while. Can I get an amen? This was great. Right? This is, I mean, I don't know if I would say one of the best chapters in a while, only because, and this is more just egghead in in the every single week, it feels like we get one of the best chapters in a long while. So I, I'm I'm hesitant to say this is one of the best ones because we've had so many good ones. However, this one is a great one. This is the, I, I was I was so anxious about this one because I just wanted to see what was next, and I was not disappointed. Uh, I feel like a lot of the things we talked about last week are really starting to come together here. And when you when you get right down to it, now the Kuma flashback is starting to transition into a Bonnie flashback, and it's doing it seamlessly. Yeah. And that's because great. It's still bouncing between the two of them. And uh, yeah, right. it, it feels yeah, but you're seamless. seeing like that switch, right? Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I really like that. I think for me, it's just like the symmetry of the chapter is one of the best things about it. Starting with Luffy, showing Luffy and like the the whole thing, like Kuma's connection to Dragon as a parent and like the irony of it, you know, his downfall being his vulnerability being his love for Bonnie. And then it all culminating, of course, with Bonnie using this amazing power that I think, honestly, like her having a Nika-like future is this really fascinating setup to, I think, something that could impact 
like the whole series, like something that could tie into the secrets of Joy Boy that we still don't know. Because it really, it like seeing her tap into that power opens so many possibilities, like so many layers upon layers of theories and speculation that people can have. And that's definitely happened in earnest, but I really, really don't want to lose sight of those those parallels that we talked about you're right it starts with luffy and now we know that it's less about retconning something in luffy's past except maybe hiding some hockey stuff in there so it clicks a little bit better mm-hmm. but <laughs> you know it's it's a bookmark or a, a, a you know for hey this is what you should be thinking about and you know i'm i'm way more interested in that from a narrative perspective than I am trying to make sense of this. Uh, though I'm sure we will have ourselves a mighty fine conversation about what this means for Bonnie's devil fruit, uh, abilities. We talked a little bit about in the discord as well. I, I can't, this is one of those chapters where I think like the anime has an opportunity to really nail it because it really is. It just, it flows so well as a narrative here to end, you know, Bonnie escaping, you know, being cured alpha is the obvious antagonist and uh, yeah it's just so great and yeah oda did find a lot of interesting ways to like flow in some like little extra details like stussy kind of being in the mix we get a little glimpse at sabo uh we get some more like context on you know the development of egghead island there is a lot here i i kind of jumped onto that uh that one thing about kuma's free will and i want to i want to get to that so yeah let's do it Vegapunk says that he'll lose all of his memories and human emotions gained to this point in his life. So my thinking is that that could mean that even as like a cyborg, he could gain new emotions, new memories. Like it's not that he would become nothing but. So I do. I just wonder if that means there's a possibility that after everything that happens, he has like a plan or something that's going to bring not his memories back. But maybe that, maybe bring his memories back. We keep talking about that bubble <laughs> that's in, you know, Egghead Island. And I just keep wondering if that's going to pay off, if we're going to be right, that like all of those memories and stuff, you know, he's going to get that. Like if he comes to Egghead Island, you know, in the present day, and get, that's like where he can finally like, you know, get closure as a character in some way. You know, I I hadn't really zeroed in on that. It was the it was the part right after where he talks about like right up till the end that, you know, kind of stuck with me. Like I said, I, I kind of figured whatever happens in this chapter was going to confirm uh, or clarify Sabaody for us. And mm-hmm. it definitely does that. But this is that's a really good point that that doesn't really preclude what he obtains after. It's it's removing something, but that doesn't necessarily mean he can't gain something. I like that. That's that's a really good catch. So that's why I feel pretty confident with where this ends. Sabaudi's got to be next, right? Like the next chapter has to be covering, you know, through to like what happened, maybe like showing some of the thriller bark, but also showing Sabaudi Archipelago, what leads to Kuma deciding to do what he does. And maybe even going as far as like why he protects the sunny. And then I would expect that like maybe we get a little bit more of like what informs what he's doing right now, which is like he just leaves the revolutionaries like all of a sudden and like flies to, you know, Mary Juan goes over the, you know, and does all that stuff. Which, by the way, just kind of dawned on me too, to get to uh, the new world 
he has to go over the wall, right? So yeah, I'm just kind of wondering like, um, did he ever have to do that before? Did he ever have to like climb Mary Joa to get to the new world or did he just not travel? Well, I guess he could go with a comm belt. Huh? I don't know. I, that's a good question. Um, could, that's, that's, that's really a really good question. Huh? Cause yeah, he, Hmm. I hadn't really thought of it before because he doesn't send the straw hats anywhere in the new world, obviously. And I don't think we see him go to any places in the new world except for Egghead. But he does have to go there by ship. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, I guess he does kind of do that. He just goes, maybe he just goes through Fishman Island and does all that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's a really good point. And of course, Egghead has some kind of weird weather, so hmm hmm interesting i'm trying to like parse that out and i don't have a good answer for that actually i just i really don't me neither Uh, i i think it's just going to be one of those like little things that like doesn't get explained we'll have to headcanon it ourselves probably (laughs) um anyway uh what else did you want to talk about in this i mean there's a lot there's a lot i I, I, another thing that i like i like barney's like crew (laughs) They're really fun. They give her like a pizza party. Like the look on her face when she sees the party. But then of course she get like, they're all passed out. They're all asleep and she's sad. And like, just Bonnie's such a cute little kid. She's such a great character. And then this is just yet another week of John being like Bonnie for straw hats. Let's go. I, you know, I really, really like that bit with the birthday party. I like the idea that like, Bonnie is putting up a different kind of an act where she's almost compartmentalizing everything. It's um, it's a good reflection of kind of her emotional maturity, uh, mm-hmm. whether you could say it's a bit of a stretch or not. You know, one, one of the things about her that we know is she's going to go on basically pretending to be an adult and you've seen the movie big that's hard to do yeah. <laughs> uh you know even even if the even if the way you're pretending to be an adult is committing many crimes like <laughs> nobody clocks this right so and, and we know also for example that probably until she got a wanted poster most people in the government didn't realize she had powers like there's there's very right. little reason to even have that takeaway right now and you know, there's a uh, there's a little bit of fun to that, but it's it's very telling that she's able to enjoy the moments that she has with people. She doesn't push, you know, the the people of Sorbet away in like anger or anything like that. She understands that they also care about and love her, and she appreciates that. She needs that, and she takes it. But she also feels that rejection. That, that like inadvertent harm that just comes from, I mean, really an absentee parent. Uh, I, I've seen it pointed out, you know, hey, Oda himself has daughters, you know, so this is probably a really personal thing for him. Mm-hmm. And that's probably why this is also good, right? Is he, we're getting one of those things where it's from experience and not just research. Right. But. But I, I really like that. I think it's a really measured take on things. Like Bonnie's life isn't necessarily miserable now, but she's missing a part of herself at the same time. And it hurts. You know, it's it's one of those classic like crying panels. And we haven't even gotten the real crazy one, which you have predicted before is probably Sabaody. Like 
the full-on Bonnie crying, you know, Oda-style weeping face. Like, it's coming. Yeah. But this is this is still really good. This kind of, like, quiet moment. Uh, it's not, like, violated by somebody observing her or anything like that. It's just honest, and that's great. We've seen Bonnie really love pizza. It's been drilled into us. She has pizza at Egghead, huge pizza, delicious. She has a big pizza in this chapter. She has a pizza ship. Exactly 10 chapters ago, 10 chapters, what do we see on the the color spread? The last chapter that has a color spread. Do you remember? Chapter 1091. I, I do. I, I, I see you shaping that tinfoil hat there. In the back, <laughs> it, you know, we adjust it, it right here. Yeah. That's right. It's a big old pizza. It's a big old pizza, isn't it? It's a big old pizza on an island that looks like a tropical island. How interesting is that? A tropical island, everybody's eating pizza, the straw hats. And, you know, one piece, the logo even has like a pizza. There's one piece of pizza about to go into the O. And on top of that, you're like, well, you know, what what color is Bonnie's hair? Uh, I mean, it's John, pink. it's pink. It's pink. It's pink yeah. hair. Are those are those pink flamingos coming in to eat the pizza with the straw hats as one crew? Is that what's happening? I think that's what's happening. Oh, oh, you're taking ten me chapters back. ago. Ten straw hat pirates taking me back to <laughs> taking me back to the the two weeks of resin man. <laughs> Just. <laughs> that was a dark time for everyone that was uh that was i mean okay so i i joke and and reasonably so but but it's it is incredible the amount of work like red string theory that people put together based on color spreads genuinely i'm i'm in awe of the like studies in symbolism and actual real world science research that people put into uh things like luffy is going to gain tree sap powers because a a monkey pointed at a tree and a color spread <laughs> just <laughs> it, i'm i'm reducing that down a lot uh just for brevity but like like we have there's fun. did we have fun here and you know, I, I gotta be honest, I, I, I've, I've shared before, you know, kind of where I feel like Bonnie as a character ends up. In any case, it's not dead. That's for sure. Um, if, if anything, we're just getting Bonnie's origin story at this point, right? So, which, which, by the way, who called that she'd be leaving at age nine? Who, mm-hmm. who made that mm-hmm. prediction? Oh, geez, I wonder. I, I'd have to go back, and my go back and check the tape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adjust that tinfoil hat somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, the the parallels. I mean, the the chapter ends right with with the with just as if we haven't had all of this pointing in in a, in a direction like connecting Luffy and Bonnie. The text just comes in and says it right. She sets sail. She's punched a threat that was hovering over her youth just like Luffy does, escapes into the sea, and it says as bright, you know, as clear as day, much like Luffy. Yes. What el- what else is there? What else can I argue with? I know, and it, it, it like okay. Has she really seen 
gear fifth Luffy at this point. Because I wonder if that's what we're setting we, up of like. We talked team. about this in the. Yeah, we yeah. talked about this in the Discord a little bit. Is it's not entirely clear. I think that when Luffy was fighting Rob Lucci would probably have been the time she saw it. But just kind of due to the nature of that fight, she's, I mean, they, she, they could have gone to the other side of the Island and back, right? Like space is contorted in gear fifth. So mm-hmm. w- were they right there? We know Vegapunk saw it and he makes the Nika connection. So it stands to reason that Bonnie would make the Nika connection if she had. She doesn't see him really fight Kizaru except maybe at the end when he punches Kizaru in the head. Again, I think it's one of those things where you could chalk it up to debatability. It's clear, for example, here that like Kuma gives her something to work with, but it's not really anything where she would immediately like clock it and go, boom, that's that's Nika, right? Um, the, the the reason the the Gorosei can is because they have more context for it, presumably, you know, experience, you know, based on our understanding of them. But you know, and Vegapunk being a genius, sure, I, I'm willing to grant a bunch of of levity there that he's just willing, you know, he's just a little bit able to put his finger on the pulse a little bit more. But you know, we we haven't really done that. It's entirely possible that she just hasn't really observed it. Maybe it's going to require Kuma confirming it. I well, I don't know. Wasn't she there? Well, first of all, yeah, I'm looking at the panels, chapter 1094. She is in the area when Luffy punches Kizaru and falls, but it is kind of far away. You could argue that, you know, she doesn't quite see that fight like you're saying um like literally like there's so much chaos happening but like i don't know if there's a panel right here where like luffy even looks like a buccaneer and i think like you see like kizaru shoots at somebody and then bonnie remarks what is that horrible thing so i think she is like too distracted by saturn but also which is completely reasonable by the way right The, the only thing is like i have to go back to find like what did she was she there when he was fighting Lucci as in gear fifth? That's something I don't remember. And that was long enough ago. Like, that's yeah, that's back that's, in, uh, that's where I'm like, I'm kind of torn because Jim Bay would have been there and, and Chopper would have been with them, too. Right. So, yeah, I'm, did, I like, have to go back that separated. That. Yeah, because I think that's like in the one one thousand seventies is when that stuff was happening. I could be wrong. Uh, I want to say yes, because it's 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 it, comparatively it's pretty early on. Yeah. All right. Why well, why well, do the, the the search? The search is on. Uh, yeah. Um. So I, I want to take that idea while you're doing that search. I do want to talk about the the recognition of Nika because we're we we're going through all of our theorizing. We're talking about all of this, and we've got to remember to Luffy. He this is just gear fifth. This is just he he worked really hard and got new powers from working really hard. To him, it's just like every other gear advancement. He himself does not have the context for anything else. All of these conversations are happening without Luffy even being remotely keyed in. And I think through Bonnie, we now have a way to communicate some of this to him, but maybe without the heroic baggage that would make luffy reject it you know what i mean like Mm. kind of give him 
I guess, a, a way of understanding how other people are perceiving him without the expectation necessarily. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. V- versus like Vegapunk explaining it to him. Because somebody eventually has to tell him, right? Somebody has to eventually, like, make this connection with him in the room. <sighs> yeah, because I think um, the thing I keep coming back to with... Because uh, I know we had, like, those pants where has, like, the, the buccaneer form. Um, her distorted future was that. So I guess, like, there has been some contention right around, was she trying to... Is it a distorted future of, like, she's a buccaneer like her father? Or was that also Nika? Because we see like Luffy kind of take on that form. There's been some disagreement of like, well, what does it really mean that, you know, the Joy Boy could have been a Buccaneer? Like, is that... I mean, to me at this point, it's the thing that makes the most sense, right? Because mm-hmm. the, the hat that Emu has isn't giant actually what oh oh i think like, like emu's hat not the hat emu's yeah. looking at no not emu's sense. hat but like the the straw hat that they that emu has locked up right okay like right. that yeah right <laughs> sorry um like so like joy boy being a buccaneer just seems like the solution to that dilemma just straight up that just checks out um which would suggest that beyond the kuma flashback the void century now gives is going to presumably include a look at buccaneer culture in more detail. Yeah. I'm so curious about that. Um, I do think I'm looking through these panels. Like I, it's actually in the 1060s. Uh, so a little bit farther than I thought. And I think Bonnie is in the vicinity here because I'm seeing like, she's the one who drove Luffy away like after his fight with Lucci. So she was there. Um, she saw him be Nika, I think. Santamaru was there as well. Um, I'll, I'll still keep scanning. I, but the, the thing is, like, we see them fighting, and oh, actually, I think Bonnie's passed out because I kind of see Luffy like carrying her at one point, and then he gives her to Jinbei. Okay, so I think she when by the time she comes to is when Luffy does his thing. So I think I was wrong. So maybe, yeah, she hasn't seen Gear so, 5. So, I mean, that would track, right? To make yeah. it a big reveal later? Right, that's what I'm thinking. So, okay, that still tracks. I I guess I was just like, oh, do we run into a plot hole? Do we do we go, come for the king and miss? Most likely. I mean, I mean, I mean we, we weren't sure. We checked. We, we <laughs> did our due diligence, right? Don't come for us. Oh, man. Um but to you, do you think the Luffy and Bonnie parallels? Like, do you think that that means that, like, what's her place in the story for you? I, everybody I knows mean, that I want her to be on the crew. I mean, it means to me that there is a place in the story for her. This is not a, um, this is not a VV situation, right? Where we leave her behind, or right. uh, or maybe I guess maybe a better comparison might be like a Shirahoshi or a Rebecca, where we leave them behind, they go and do a separate thing, right? Uh, this seems more like a, I, I mean, Trafalgar Law is the one that I come the closest to feeling about where at the very bare minimum, I feel like she's sticking around at this point with the crew. All right, guys, I, I'm I was torn. Leaving. Yeah, like, 
Uh, and, and I mean, if, if we're being honest, we now have a perfect opportunity for Law to return to the ship, if anything. Uh, but in the case of in the and case Beppo. of Bonnie, I do think this is a yeah, and, yeah, and Be- Beppo too. Can't forget Beppo. You are you are one hundred percent right there. Can't forget Beppo. Good boy. But uh, yeah, I, I I've 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 leaned a lot on the revolutionaries to be kind of like Bonnie's destination because we have that relationship with them. But it, you know, if if at this point, like if we think this through, if Dragon intervenes now on Egghead, then that's a reun- that's the reuniting of Luffy and Dragon, and that's going to take precedent over everything else, right? They're like those two finally meeting is probably going to require a lot of content in and of itself, but it right? Can't, and it can't happen because so, because Dragon, I we don't know think where it can is. happen. He's at not this point, make it, to the it just. No. I don't think so. I don't think so at this point. So I'm I'm starting to drift away from that a little bit. I do think that it would be a good place for her to end up. I think it would be a good kind of like inheritance from her parents, right? And that and we and we love that. We love that, right? We love the inherited will. But you think about it, what would those parents actually want for for her? See, that's what I was going to get into. I think it is her taking on the dream of her father, finding Nika and fulfilling the dream of her father to like fulfill Nika's dream. How does she do that unless she becomes a straw hat? Right? Unless she sees it like... She has to be involved. She can be the person in the crew who is the most connected to the Joy Boy stuff, aside from Robin, because that there is something for that on the crew, the sort of like wide eyed starry individual, the young one who like sees the legend unfold and wants to tag along. Like Luffy yeah, doesn't so, have that yet. So as a follow up to that, I saw like literally before we just started this recording. So I haven't watched it. So if it's a bad video, I'm sorry, but I did see that uh, old Mr. Morge put out a video and he the, the thumbnail and the title was about Bonnie being the future of the straw hats be like being the one to pass that legacy that hat down to uh you know we we joked about her being kind of like the shanks on the ship but maybe that's a more literal sense maybe she maybe the the distorted nika future is literally her taking on that role later to to keep it alive after the fact so you're saying that this would be oda's gift to his daughters yeah yeah, you know, in in a way, like passing that legacy down a little bit, and I'm not saying like write her out of the story and then bring her back in the end. I mean, like that's kind of the rule that she would serve on the ship is kind of she's that. Right. She's the right age. Future. She's twelve. She's twelve years old. It, it seems. It's I, again. I don't know. I'm not a hundred percent like gonna be a crewmate because I think I I think I'm still kind of more married to the idea that we're done adding official crew members uh more than more than anything else just because of where we are in the story listeners can't see me shaking my head it's such a sentence but uh it's it's just where i felt especially with how long it took us to get jimbei's official title card for it it just anything anything after that almost you know especially with the yamato fake out it really really does feel like either oda is undecided about it completely or we are actually done. Those really do feel like the two spots that we're in at, at all times. But at this juncture, because I don't expect her to die, she has to at least stay with them. 
for a period of time. And maybe what it becomes is she stays with them into the next arc. It doesn't like officially become a joiner until the end. That's possible. We've done, we've done that before. Um, yeah, I, I, you could do that as like a mirror to, uh, to some of the other characters or something, uh, you know, with, especially like with Nami, who was technically not an official straw hat until the end of Arlong Park, that, that kind of stuff. You could, you could do that. Uh, but may, in, in, in any case, she is at least like a new law in my opinion. Hmm. Well, who we'll see who's right. It's only a matter of time. And, uh, yeah, I've made my arguments. Uh, Vasardo says, usually we only get this much tragic backstory for a Straw Hat member. I think you and I said that almost word for word last week. <laughs> um, and uh, Barnacle Man said, everyone's gassing Bonnie and not hyping up the true good of her adventure. Gyo Gyo. <laughs> I mean, for real, I kind of want to know how they're doing now after yeah. Blackbeard got them, right? Right. So, uh, do we remember exactly like what happens to them? I'm I'm on the wiki right now. At some point, uh, he's asked, blah blah blah. Summit war, post war. Yeah, the crew headed to the new world. They made it. Uh, they encountered Blackbeard. Were defeated and tied up. They were then arrested by a Kainu and the Marines. So, yeah, I think that the Marines have the people down, which is terrible. Look at these good boys. They don't deserve that. These fishers of men. <laughs> literally uh, like they're, they're they are genuinely mvps like yeah the people of windmill village like supported luffy right they like they, they they love and support our 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 future king but like they didn't yeah. get on a boat with him tagahanga said okay this makes me hope that what bonnie saw in egghead is kuma's memories and what was written in all those letters she wasn't able to receive so that was my thought too i still believe bonnie's powers are already awakened also, a 10-year-old beating a cypherpole agent. Imagine that. And reading one of the comments, I hope Oda-sensei gets more time with his child. I didn't even know he has his own family already. Man, I had no idea. Um, yeah, I, I think I don't think Bonnie's powers are awake. I think the idea, I get why people are saying that because it seems like she's affecting others, but I think it's more about the environment. I don't, I don't think we've seen her affect the environment with her fruit. But how amazing would that be, Travis? the age age fruit like affecting the world around you that's actually like broken in terms of like the powers yeah i mean uh, I, I this is as good a time as any to talk about where the limits of that might be right because we thought before she number one could only affect herself and we thought that she could only affect her actual age but at this point the sky really does feel like the limit if she can access like alternate timelines and alternate realities, why can't she access the reality where she gets access to anybody's devil fruit? Forget exactly. just like the Nika stuff. Could she get X Drake's like dinosaur fruit? It's like rogue from X-Men. Um, a lot like rogue and except she doesn't even have to touch people. Um, honestly like this, I think that she did. I mean, yeah, she's at 10 years old at this point that or nine or 10. No, she's nine years old at this point. The fact that she beat a cypherpole agent, CP8, but still, somebody who can use the six powers, nine years old, beat her in one punch. Now, if this doesn't sell the idea, like, yeah, she's been training, but I think that, like, the Celestial Dragon, who is her, like, parent, gotta be a whole A-Night Travis, right? 
got to be a holy night because Ugh. if that is if, just I mean if they are I'm going to really enjoy seeing them get their teeth kicked in that's the thing I think that there's so much left for Bonnie that like we cannot leave her hanging she has to be a fixture in the story somehow and like who better to bring to you know the celestial dragon world than somebody who's the legacy of the celestial dragons and like seeing the story from her perspective, because there's really no, nobody else in on the crew who has a connection to the celestial dragons like she would. Right. Like Jimbe, you know, like slavery, of course, comes in with his stories. There is that. But, you know, Nami doesn't really Zoro Sanji. Yeah, it's just I, I, nothing's ringing a bell. Robin, even her, it's like more of the world government types, the admirals. It's yeah, it's not quite there. So that it's it's an opportunity, you know. Yeah, I, I guess that's true. Again, it, it's it's you know, titling is the question that I have. Right? It's just like, what do you do with that? Um, in terms of of is she actually going to be a crew member? Because we've done a lot of that with other characters too, just like pseudo adoptee, you know, unofficial straw hats, right? So it's it's entirely feasible that we still go that way. Yeah, just the fact that like I don't Luffy couldn't have beaten a CP8 agent at when he was 12. I don't know if he could have beaten one when he was 16, like that we're seeing at the same time. I don't know. It, it's it's uh it's just it makes my head spin. Um Yeah. I mean that's Alpha that's kind of the that I mean that's kind of the power of that fruit, right? Yeah. And uh, it know, just it just opens up those possibilities. Be fair, Khalifa lost to Nami, so I guess we can't. <laughs> um, no, touche, touche. <laughs> uh, this is and, from, and if we power scale appropriately, since uh-huh. Sanji lost to Khalifa, just saying, just saying. Skill uh, issue. This is an, this is an interesting uh, take. So this is from Horman seventy six. Really liking the angle of Bonnie being able to use her powers to show a distorted future over just aging people up or down. I don't think we've seen anything like that from her before. That's not true. We have. Uh, but it honestly makes sense that she could evolve it in such a way, much like how Law figured out how to replicate Corazon's powers with his, or Kid can use his magnetism to create robots and shoot lasers. They're feasible evolutions of their powers, even if they're also a bit of a stretch in some ways, too. Really showcases the dream aspect of the devil fruits that Vegapunk talked about. I really love that thought, and I do think that there is something to that. It is something kind of unique about the supernovas in general of like how they like where we see them in Sabaudi and the way that they're able to evolve their powers after that moment although Bonnie was already doing this um but yeah we've seen Bonnie use distorted future a bunch of times at this point we've seen her you know become the buccaneer we've seen her distort Luffy's future so you know it has been drilled into us at this point yeah, uh, you know, interesting note about the supernovas. We've talked before about how like Luffy's progression seems abnormal compared to like the historical context of the world. But think about the other supernovas and how they've also radically grown. Look, I mean, look, you know, look at Bonnie, what we've learned about her. I mean, she does. She yeah. takes out a CP agent. She first sets sail. Um, it Maybe it's less about like Luffy uniquely being potent and rather this whole generation just being particularly special and driven the, a spirit of the age rather than just like the spirit of a person here's a question when and how do you think kuma finds out that bonnie has become a pirate because once she gets a bounty right absolutely it's the bounty right it has to be or they so, hide the information from him somehow but that seems weird yeah they wouldn't be able to do that um 
because like the chapter goes out of its way to say that like you know she gets her infamy or whatever like there's a wanted poster for her so like it uh, is that the real reason he went to Sabati archipelago because he knew she was going there i don't know well he He shows up for a year he when does he show up in Sabati again what what shows up after luffy punches the celestial dragon um and then they fight the pacifistas Rayleigh saves them from Kizaru. Right. And then they, yeah, they run into Kuma. They think that they've made it out and then they run into Kuma and then Kuma takes them out one by one. So, man, I'm torn on this because it does seem I could seem see pretty... it as like he goes there because Bonnie goes there, but then he goes to save the Straw Hats and then he runs into her. Or like maybe that wasn't his original plan or whatever. So, so the, the, the issue is Thriller Bark. I think because Kuma goes to Thriller Bark, presumably on orders from the world government because they don't think Moria can handle Luffy. Like he specifically seems to be there for that purpose. And we know that he's not going to, especially now because he knows exactly who Luffy is. He's, we know that he was going to do some, something, but it's kind of weird that he does what he does and gets away with it. Unless, unless, next chapter, we this is addressed specifically where Kuma figures this out, but the world government beats him to it and is like, if you try to make contact with her, we will kill her. And so, like, they basically scare him into not trying to find her. Which, and I mean, they, they, already, they already did, they right? Al- they already did, right? Yeah. And so... And then the reason that he would run into her at Sabauti is by then he's about lost his will. So it doesn't even matter anymore. And it could be that like he loses his will right in front of her. Except, except we know that can't be right because after the, after the straw hats are scattered and everything and like it settles down, he goes, he goes to talk to Rayleigh. Yeah. So it could be after that, right? Because there's, it's between that. And the Paramount War. By the time he gets to Paramount War, his will's gone completely. Right. So, but like, would he? Would she stay there? Yeah, because she was she was on Sabaudi, um, Sabaudi, uh, watching what happened in Marineford. Oh, uh, oh, you're right. Yeah, so she would still be there. Um, she can disguise herself. She and she and Goku and Tatsum stayed there. They went fishing. They had fun. Uh, I mean. It, it, the fact that she can hide herself, do you think he would have even recognized her? Uh, depends, right? Uh, like, I, I like, think that she like, would recognize him and then made herself sure. Mad. But but if he's if he's mostly gone, what what if he can't? Hmm. Hmm. Okay, here's another question, unrelated. Who's stronger, Bonnie or Momo? <laughs> Bonnie, Stone <laughs> yeah. Cold. Yeah, because Momo's useless. That's kind of his bit. He has his like, borrow breath. If he kind of, I mean, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he does. But like, let me let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. Luffy doesn't treat Bonnie like a little sister. <laughs> if we if we use the true power scaling, if we use the true power scaling of the entire series, uh, it is that I think uh, if if um, if both momo and bonnie were wild animals luffy would eat bonnie and leave momo alone (laughs) using using his own metric of power scaling as established in this chapter 
that's that's how i feel about it <laughs> that uh, that should be the power scaling metric from now on does luffy call you a, cr- a cry baby <laughs> that's your power like that's your power scaling all right um let's finish up with some discord uh nonsense uh so i put this in the discord what if hibari is a kainu's niece and the reason he's so absolutist about justice is because of something that happened to his brother or her father like if his did brother you, was killed by did dragon. you do this did you do huh? this because I sent you that Oshinoko joke? I mean, <laughs> it was a joke. <laughs> um, my idea is that like a Kainu's beef with Dragon is that they were in the Marines. Dragon could like maybe saw um, a Kainu's brother do something horrible, brother or sister, and Dragon maybe like killed them or like allowed them to die or something. Um, I think that I think that there has to be something along those lines. And Hibari, I think we've long speculated, is related to a Kainu. And people, I, my thing is like people said that she's a Kainu's daughter, and I think that makes sense, sure. But I like the idea more of like them being related, but not quite. Like, who is a Kainu marrying? Come on, who's that guy's? The guy's too busy. He doesn't. He's not dad material. So, and then you, you of course. You had to say, no, John, you're wrong. John, you're justifying war crimes. Uh, <laughs> that, okay, okay. You're paraphrasing a little bit. Uh, I'm, I'm saying if you give a Kainu a tragic backstory to like explain away his war crimes, I, I don't know. That's dodgy. It's, it's a little bit sweaty. I do, I do a bit. Uh, we debated this a bit. King of the Pirates got into the mix and... Uh, Fun times. Uh, we got to talk about Frankie in the Discord. And oh man, you and I really we argued a bit about this. <laughs> um, I don't know if you remember how far this went. Um, okay, yeah. then I, I came in and I said, What if Lily, uh, who we Nefertari Lily, had the pawpaw fruit? And that's how she sent the polyglus, poneglus all over the world. Uh, Requetitin said, Yes, that's my headcanon. Um, they are in really specific allied places travis i think you're you're into this you're into this one yeah yeah i think so papa fruit uh, is uh, it god valley so we know the world government has tabs on it yeah i think that's i think it's i think it's it's a good solution to the problem at the very least right yeah that uh because these things are pretty difficult to move and they had to do it without their enemies figuring it out until it was too late Papa Fruit would definitely get that done. Um, Hippo shared a video of uh, Murphy Napier um, putting out like a theory related to 1101. And Requetitin brought up in the video, can Bonnie undo the OPOP or OPOP eternal life surgery? So you kind of jumped in here like, okay, yeah, if they distorted the future, so like you'd never ha- or you didn't have it, so it would kill you. Um yeah, you had you had an interesting thing here. You said an interesting idea, but uh, no indication she can nullify a devil fruit power. I was thinking that, like, yeah, like it's a Vegapunk. Um, but I was thinking it's also those dang like, gems, man. They keep throwing me yeah, off. I, yeah, I think I think the thing is that like hockey probably would come into play too. Um, like whatever's happening there, I don't know. I, I'm not saying it's related to hockey, but I would assume that like it wouldn't work on somebody with enough of it. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it, I mean, it did make me think more, though, as well. Yeah. 
Um, oh, you, you mentioned something interesting. I didn't know yeah. that there's a lot of op-op for talk in this one. Uh, so if the op-op user must die for the surgery to work, how does it actually apply to the person who receives it? For other cases where devil fruit impacts another person's physical body, sugar and moria in particular, incapacitating them turns off that influence. Could it be that it works on a more supernatural layer like Linlin's fruit? Actually, did Toddaland just like descend into chaos after her defeat? Uh, and yeah, Hippo brought up the cover story of how yeah, it, it, yeah, we did kind yeah, of get I, yeah. I I wasn't clear there. I mean, like, did all of the homies like either cease to be, or did those pieces of people's souls get returned to them? Like, what happened? Yeah, or does it still work? It's vague, I'm, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. think we get a lot of indication one way or the other. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't have a theory for this. I, I think that it's got to work differently from Sugar and Moria. I think that it, like whatever's happening there isn't the same kind of paramecia effect. It I maybe it's like yeah, it's it, we're thinking of it as like in a video game like you have a passive effect from like somebody in the group in the party, but I think this is just something different. This is like some kind of like yeah, something else. Yeah. I like wouldn't the, be surprised the, if it was related to the yokai stuff, honestly. Well, yeah, yeah, cuz we the more we think about this, like like now that I'm considering it some more, uh, we do have the ca- we do have one other case of a devil fruit working after its owner has consumed it or uh, has died after consuming it, and that's Brooke. The fruit doesn't work until you die, despite the you know kind of established understanding being that your when you die the fruit trans another fruit transmutes into it. Right? We we saw mm. that with Ace, but with Brooke that it's literally impossible. Right? Like he has to die a second time presumably uh because that fruit had to be eaten by somebody else at some point uh so if if that's the case then we have ourselves kind of a gray area with some fruits or maybe even a delayed response with all fruits you know because shortly after we know we discover that there's a devil fruit that only activates after a user dies you know not that far after a devil fruit user dies and another devil fruit user takes that power. Mm. Like that's the thing that we kind of gloss over with Blackbeard taking Whitebeard's devil fruit cuz number 1 he's violating the 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 two the, the the single fruit rule. But he also somehow got it before like before it remanifested presumably. Or, I think what we're trying to say is so like there's this there's was a supposed weird... to be the arc that explains devil fruits. I <laughs> got a little bit a tiny yeah, it's, bit yeah yeah it, we got a guy's th- we got some guy's idea <laughs> that's yeah, about yeah. as good as we got on an explanation oh it was just like a devil fruit is a dream your heart makes <laughs> like okay Oda. <laughs> thanks Oda. yeah yeah and i mean mate i mean at the end of the day if that's the logic we're gonna get then it tracks right like Luffy's devil fruit is powerful, not because of scaling or anything, but because he's imaginative. Same with Bonnie. We're, we're thinking about all these weird possibilities that Bonnie might have because Bonnie could think of them. And that's what makes her particularly powerful. Um, so, so maybe it is like hockey and it just comes down to will, you know, like, like if there's a will, there's a way. And that's why not all of this like works a hundred percent because it, it's dream logic. Maybe I'm just still doctor who pilled from, from last <laughs> week, but yeah, but uh, you know, it's like, like you don't necessarily need it to, to make 100% sense or even like 90% sense because like it, a part of the, a part of the point of it is that it can't like, they almost conflict with each other. I don't know. 
uh, Oda's been careful for the most part to like not completely break, can you know break the overarching logic too much. But yeah. dude, dude, we got some weird stuff going on here. <laughs> uh, the last thing we have here is uh, Hippo. Hippo said, "What if near the end of the story, Zoro meets Ivankov and requests to change?" his sex to female, that he fights Mohawk or Mihawk and wins. Queen is spirit in heaven from within to she, he smiles and sheds a tear. Sanji is heart emoji. <laughs> I, I do think that would be so funny if at the end of the story, Sanji and Zoro end up together <laughs> unironically. It would be, it would be based as the kids say, <laughs> yeah. truly. It would make, uh, it, it would make Korasami look like a sick joke. <laughs> you know, it it is kind of funny that like that's a part of like Zoro's dream is like he was he was doing this uh, this like challenge with Kuina because she was like I'll never be able to do this because I'm a, because I'm a girl and he's like that's stupid and Shut he's up. correct yeah <laughs> uh and, and he's correct right but like at the end of the day if he does do this then he's kind of proving her point because like. I've seen Zoro fall down the stairs. You know what I mean? That man has no mm. sense of direction. Ah, the so, Robin did too. Yeah. It's just it's like, fun. like, uh, you know, it's, it's like, mm, that's one of those things where, ah, that doesn't actually work. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to be back next week, uh, but not with a manga recap. Uh, one piece is going to be on break for two weeks. So, uh, we won't be back until don't make the promise for a while. Yeah. And don't make the promise. Here are the two episodes we would like to do. Freerin, Beyond Journey's End. It's long rumored, long awaited. Uh, and also Jujutsu Kaisen. I have been watching Jujutsu Kaisen. I, I have been watching it. And sure, Shibuya incident. I'm in it whatever we'll see we'll see, we'll see. Uh, yeah oh uh it's so it's so so unmoved uh, we'll see how that progress goes. travis on the slide but um you know it's been a while it's been a long time since we did a non one piece manga episode of ricky pie radio the last one was october 4th so it's been like two over two months uh we've just gotten a lot of chapters in a row and we, we just weren't able to do uh a couple episodes here and there so We've, Travis, uh, I we've promise? been eating good. <laughs> we've been eating real good. Yeah, we have. We have. Um, but yeah, we'll be back. And uh, it's going to be tricky for the holidays. I'm going to be traveling overseas, Travis, as you know, um, at the end oh, of the month. So cool. there might be some Ricky Pirate Radio episodes that are a little different. We might be slow, but I'll be back. I'll come back eventually. You can count on me. He's got to go. He's got to go train. I'll be in um, Thailand and Taiwan. That's super cool. But uh, I will be behind on One Piece probably. So we'll see what happens. Oh, uh, it'll be much. so nice to be ahead of you for once. Oh, whatever. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for listening to Rookie Pirate Radio. Hey, if, if you're already on the Discord and you already have emailed us at rookiepirateradio.gmail.com or you at least have something in drafts, uh, consider leaving us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Uh, I don't think Spotify lets you do that, but uh, I know we have listeners on uh, who use the Apple Podcast. But even if you don't, uh, that'd be super helpful. Uh, bring our show to more people. So if you're interested in that, you can just find our show and just hit the ratings thing and tell us what you think of the show too. If you like it, um, if you don't like it, just e- email us, please, and we'll fix it. We'll, we'll try. Uh, but thanks as always, and we'll see you later to talk about Freer and Journey Set. <laughs> how, how dare you make that promise at this point? <laughs>